You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Zach's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 305. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you this week. One of my favorite guests to have on. You know her from Ben Flanick's season of The Bachelor. She was the winner. It is Courtney Robertson. Wanted to have her on because I think her relationship with Ben is eerily similar to what Rachel and Tino had to deal with post-show. So, A great interview with Courtney. We will get to that uh, momentarily. Now, I wanted to say that my daily roundup was posted earlier this morning. It should be in your podcast feed in case you haven't listened to it. There's a lot of stuff that I cover in it today, and I'll go over a few of the things uh, that I did go over in it today. And a lot of it had to surround was surrounding at least the first ten minutes or so was surrounding Rachel and Gabby's media tour yesterday, and both of them gave some very interesting answers in regards to Rachel. I talked about this this thing that everybody wants to know: what is this thing that Tina was about to bring up, and Rachel stopped him from bringing it up? What is it? The bottom line is I don't know, but what she said in her answer yesterday was something that it's extremely extremely personal. So clearly, this is a very sensitive subject for her. I doubt we're going to know. However, maybe Tino, when he does his media rounds, is going to say something. I don't know. My guess is he won't. If he wants to keep whatever image he had from Tuesday night, whether it was at the Happy Couple weekend conversation or on the live finale where a lot of people did side with him, as you will hear Courtney side with him in today's conversation, if he wants to keep that persona, then I would suggest he not go there and bring up something that Rachel specifically says is, quote, extremely, extremely personal, end quote. So hopefully he doesn't. And Gabby gives a very interesting answer in regards to the Eric text, with which I didn't get the impression that the answer she gave sitting on the couch with Jesse on Tuesday night is the answer you will hear me read in this interview she did with Variety. So I thought that was very interesting. And basically, Gabby echoed exactly what my thoughts were back when I reported on this and spoke to Amanda regarding the text messages. So that was interesting. The other thing that Rachel talks about and she covers that she talked about yesterday. I can't remember. I think it was on the chick. Yeah, it was in the chicks in the office podcast. She had said that Avon did not know that Tina was out on stage and you might be like, how does he not know he's there? He's watching the show. Actually, he's not. If you were brought from side stage for something, You are kept in a green room slash dressing room, but they're not having you watch what's on the monitors. They want to bring you out cold. So Avon wouldn't have seen Tino on stage until he literally got to the point where he could see what was going on stage when he was probably, what, 10 steps from it. So he wasn't going to turn around on live TV and be like, no, I see Tino there. I'm going back. No, he can't do that. He's got to play along. Um, But that doesn't change the fact that my whole point about it was this was production saying the hell with Tino, we need to embarrass him. We want our TV moment. And what better TV moment to get than being like, oh, wow, Rachel's final two guy that couldn't commit to her now is coming back and says he wants to take her out while her ex fiance is sitting there on the couch. 
They don't give a shit about you contestants. All the ladies that are leaving for this season of Zach's season of The Bachelor, if you happen to be listening to this either on the way to the airport today or you're listening on the plane, just know that the producer that you've been talking to and has been hyping you up for this season is trying their best to become your best friend. So you will tell them your innermost secrets and they and then they will turn around and take those innermost secrets that you shared with them and rat fuck you with them. That's what they do. That is their job to get info out of you, to butter you up, butter you up, whatever they need to do to get you to open up to them and then use that info against you. But Steve, my, my, my producer is so cool. And yeah, because it's their job. And you know what else is going to happen when you get eliminated and you're in the limo? Your producer is going to be right across from you in the limo asking you questions and they're going to start crying. You know how many times I've been told by someone who's been eliminated on second row ceremony, third row ceremony, fourth row ceremony? Oh, my God. My producer was like so sad. They totally thought I was going to go far and they were crying with me. That just shows they don't give a shit. It's a job to them. They will get whatever they can out of you in the little amount of time they have with you. Even if you are a second row, if you're a second row ceremony eliminatee, and you ever told me that your producer was crying in the car saying, I don't know what happened. I totally thought you were going to go farther. They are bullshitting you. They knew you weren't going far. But they can cry on command, apparently, because <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that one. No, my producer's different. Like she was real. No, no, she wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. I know. I get it. I get it. You get attached to these people. They're the only people you can talk to. You develop a rapport with them. I get it. But there have been over a thousand contestants that have appeared in this franchise before. And I'm telling you, these people, I hear the same stories over and over. And that's not coincidental. Uh, There's no real easy transition into this, but I haven't seen a lot of people cover this or at least mention it, at least online uh, in the Bachelor Nation world, and it's unfortunate, and it probably got lost because it dropped maybe an hour before Tuesday's finale. But uh, former podcast guest and Bachelor Nation book writer uh, of the book Bachelor Nation, Amy Kaufman, writer for the LA Times, did an expose and did a journalistic piece on Demario Jackson, who has been accused of rape by two women. We don't know their names. They are Jane One, Jane Doe One, and Jane Doe Two. But in the piece, Amy interviewed both of them. And let me just say, it's easy to find. Just Google DeMario Jackson rape charges. It'll come up. But if you read the L.A. Times story, I'm giving you a heads up. I'm not going to go into details. I'll let you read it. But just know, before you read it, it can be very, very triggering because there are graphic details of each woman explaining what he did to them, allegedly. So just know that going in. But a very disturbing story. It's sickening. Um, but if it's true, he deserves to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And my gosh, if this guy is accused and is found guilty of raping two women, it's goodbye, DeMario, and throw away the key. Because that's not going to be pretty. Like I said, no real easy transition, but I did want to mention that. Because, like I said, it did get kind of lost because Amy broke that story an hour before the finale on Tuesday night. So clearly everyone's talking about Rachel and Gabby and what happened with Tino and what happened with Eric and the ex and all that stuff. So um, 
yeah, it's a very sad story. It's sickening. It's disgusting. And just know if you're going to read that story, it can be very, very triggering for some people. So just know that going in. And um, yeah, so that was pretty much what I covered in the Daily Roundup, along with some other things, dealing with trolls, a troll that's been around for 10 years that just finally hit my breaking point yesterday with her. Uh, The Survivor premiere was last night. My favorite reality show will always be my favorite reality show. Can't wait. Uh, We've got Big Brother tonight. We're going to see who... I'm already forgetting. What? Who's who's on the block? I don't even... (laughs) Totally forget. There's literally four people left. I'm already forgetting who's on the block. Uh, Do we know who's on the block? Uh, Yeah. Um, Taylor is head of household. Monty, yeah, Monty won power of veto, and it's just a matter of who he's going to save, Turner or Brittany. So we'll find out. Then, and, that, and that's pretty much it for uh, that particular um, daily roundup. But it, 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 I really, you, you should probably go listen to it because if you have not seen the interviews with Rachel and Gabby from Variety, uh, I, I take two particular answers that they gave that I found very, very interesting and kind of go over those. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hand-free toy, Eva, specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. Designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure, Eva is your sex life's new best friend. So what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share plus sex that you will look forward to. Use the code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. That's REALITYSTEVE to take off 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. I've told you before, and I will keep repeating it, I have sent this product out to women friends of mine in the reality TV world, and they absolutely love it. I'm not going to go into graphic details, but let me just say they said it's better than the real thing at times. So there you go. Maybe maybe one of these days I will have them give a graphic description of what it is, or not. We don't need to go that route. Anyway, but they love it, and you will too. Like I said, Dame Products, the promo code is REALITYSTEVE, take 15% off your first order. All right, let's get going. Here it is, podcast number 305. Okay, let's bring her in. Uh, She was the quote-unquote winner of The Bachelor season with Ben Flanick. She's been on the podcast, I believe, at least two times, if not three. So this is either number three or four. It is Courtney Robertson. Courtney, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I looked back on my old podcast. I was like, when was the last time I had Courtney on? And it was almost a year ago where it's about 11 months right now. You were on October 28th of 2021. And I'm like, wait a second. Paloma, your daughter is, I think what, 10 months now. Yeah. She just turned 10 months. Oh my gosh. That was right before I I was going to say, did I have you on as as like literally eight months pregnant last time or close to nine months? (laughs) I yes, I remember. Oh my gosh, yeah, I was getting ready. I was getting close. It yeah. came a little bit early. So, wow. When is when is her birthday? No, end of October or November? 
I'm so glad my kids have easy birthdays to remember. She's uh, 21, 21. So 11, oh, okay. 21, 21. And my son's 6, 19, 20. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I have mom brain for real. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was like, please come on the 21st. They induced <laughs> me. So yeah, 11, that's... 11, 21, 21. That's very easy to remember. Yeah, you can't forget that. So <laughs> I can remember. I, I'm kind of the same way with uh, my dog that I adopted. I adopted her August 18th of 2018. She's 8-18-18. I mean, how can I forever it, forget that? It makes it easy. And you think like, oh, you won't forget these dates. But like, you know, life happens and you're busy and <laughs> oh, you, it's you, helpful. Yeah. Sure. I've, trust me, as I've gotten older and I'm significantly older than you, um, I I forget some of the most basic things now and I'm just like, oh, this is... This is so. This is it, huh? This is this yes, is where I'm headed. Exactly. It's so fun getting old, right? I have four. I have three nephews and one niece, and I'm like, God, what? Okay. And three of them were born in November. So. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just one of. The, I need to. I don't know. Get a system. <laughs> so I, I thought you would be a good person to have on because of the way this season ended. I don't want to say it was exactly similar uh, to you and Ben, and I'm talking about Rachel and Tino, but. There was a period where one of the parties, as we saw um, last night in the finale, as we're recording this on Wednesday, we saw in the finale where Tino basically took something that Rachel said, which was, I was want to give the ring back and date, and took that as either a break or a breakup. But even though he said later on, no, we weren't on a break, it was all very confusing, and they were at a point in their relationship where he thought there was something significantly wrong and or they were on a break or they were broken up to the point where that led him to his cheating, where he, he kissed another woman. And, you know, I wanted to have you on because you were somebody that went through a very, very difficult public relationship with Ben in your time from the time filming ended until you sat there on the after the final rose couch with him because there was a lot of ambiguity in your relationship. So what was your take watching that back last night? And just seeing Tino, whether it was the taped conversation they had at the Happy Couple House or even on the live show, I got to believe that that kind of stirred some emotions in you. Absolutely. It really did. Um, I can relate to that situation very much. I, I mean, in recent years, I don't think there's been somebody who's been as similar to my situation. I mean, I know there's some, been some, but like, I was at the after final rose. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, is he going to break up with me? Like, how am I going to deal with these cheating photos? So there are some differences, but I, first of all, I have to start out by saying, I think that there was really horrible communication between the two of them at the happy couple house. And afterward, I mean, it carried on over into after the final rose and it was painful to watch. People have been writing me like, what are they even talking about? Like, um, it was just like the beating that never stopped. And, and I think honestly towards Tino, I know what it feels like to walk out onto a live. Well, it wasn't live then, but onto a stage and nobody claps for you and you're the bad guy and you're in the hot seat. It's, it's a really horrible feeling, it creates a lot of anxiety and you feel like the show's not behind you. And I, I definitely felt that I felt for Tino, honestly, uh, and the cheating rumors, I dealt with that as well. So, I mean, there were so many similarities and I just, I don't even know where to start. It was just, it was a total shit show. Yeah, it was. And I think, I mean, we can start with, um, 
I guess the happy couple uh, conversation because there were things that happened during that happy couple conversation where people really are giving it to Tino and there were parts where people were really giving it to Rachel. There were some things that Tino said that I didn't have as much of an issue with than Rachel did or that Rachel had more of an issue with it than I did. And there are some things in there where I also thought Tino made some, some blunders. I guess the first thing was, you know, bringing a journal to kind of just write down the things you want to say. I, I don't know. I didn't have an issue with that. I thought that was understandable because you don't want to get stuff wrong and you don't want to misquote somebody. And But the issue started right away when he basically was looking in his journal and said, Rachel, you said this. And then Rachel comes back with, no, I didn't. And then they couldn't agree on what actually happened. So from that point, us as viewers are just kind of throwing our hands up and like, well, if you can't agree, how are we ever really supposed to form a solid opinion on this, not knowing what the hell is true and what isn't? Well, at that point, it becomes a he said, she she said. Yeah. And I have been in relationships where, you know, I mean, keep in mind, they have probably had this conversation or d- different conversations, whether it be about that or other things because they were having troubles. Clearly, that's how they've been communicating. And they both look frustrated. I mean, he was clearly a person I've been in relationships like that where you can barely get a word in and I think he came prepared like hey these are my talking points like I just need to get this out because I might not be able to get a word in with her and to me she seems like she communicates that way especially when she's mad um I don't think that any he could have said anything and there would have been a different outcome I think her mind was made up after Gabby said go in there and kick him in the gonads and and I think that that was bad advice not to go too far off topic but you know, going back to my situation, I can relate a hundred percent because I had a phone call with Ben and it was him saying like, Hey, I think we just need to give this some time. And I think he took that as like, we broke up. I didn't think we were broken up. So it was almost like flip flop. Like I was in Rachel's shoes. Like we were broken up and I guess he thought we were. So it was a very big, huge miscommunication. And then cheating photos came out of him so that's how I can relate to it, um, you know, because it hurt, really hurt bad for me. Yeah, I think, you know, looking at it and looking at their discussion last night, like I said, it, someone had written me an email that I put in um, yesterday's column that basically just said, look, Steve, it was somebody that was a married person for 31, 32 years or something like that. And they said, look, in the past, uh, me and my partner, you know, you can get into disagreements, but you have to bet you have to do better in your arguing skills. You can't argue to win. You have to argue to resolve, you know, what you're disputing. And these two seemed like it was a this person just was of the opinion. I didn't think either of them came across good last night because they were both trying to win the argument and save face versus let's actually get to the mm-hmm. bottom of what we're arguing about and solve it or come to some sort of resolution about it versus. I just want to win the argument. No, I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Okay, well, you know, let me just throw my hands up and bang my head against the wall then because and we're he just was watching super nothing. Diplomatic. I mean, he. I honestly, I think he's one of the best looking guys they've had on the show. I think that he honestly could be like Tyler Cameron status. He's so good looking. I thought he was well composed and diplomatic. He owned his stuff. He he threw himself on the sword, which I can really appreciate. You know, in my situation, it was like, no, nothing happened. And there was never, you know, uh, you know, behind closed doors. He said, yeah, well, she slept in my bed, but nothing happened. 
I chose to give him a chance and to try to make it work because here's the thing. You come off the show and you put like your beat down and like she was saying, she was having trouble after the show and so was he. Who knows what was going on? There was a gray area that they wouldn't touch on and like she was like, do you really want to go there? And I, I get my bet would be that it was something super personal, you know, with the family members or something. Um, but she kind of threatened him with that, which is like, ugh, you know, and you know my story. Like, you know, I've, I'm very thankful that Ben has always been very respectful of me. And we never really went there. But I don't know. I guess, I mean, I, I kind of wish she would have given him a chance. Like, he said he kissed somebody and she just kept hounding on him. Like, tell me, like, I need you to tell me what you did and it just was just a really breakdown in communication and I don't think that they would have had a shot in hell moving forward because they clearly don't get along (laughs) yeah minus the kiss minus the cheating happening I don't think these two would have made it just the by the way they argue and the way oh the way they did go over things I just didn't think and the therapy thing like he was like oh and you wouldn't go to therapy and like it was just like you know it's like you were saying that couple like whenever you argue like I always think of like my husband and I like if we ever have anything that we need to work through or you know it's always like stay on topic and they were just like bing bing like bouncing all around you know yeah you you you. there are people that contacted me today that said steve i kind of lost track of what exactly they were even arguing about it was a was it about the you ambiguous statement of him saying hey when you told me about the ring that you wanted to give back and we were going to date and then she says well no i didn't you took that wrong it's just like they couldn't even agree on that part. And then if that part they don't disagree on, then you automatically get to the next part, which was basically him saying, I mean, this is basically what Tino was trying to get at for people that couldn't pick up on it. He was basically saying the reason why I did what I did was because I thought we were th- things weren't going well between us because we had had that conversation where you told me. And I think he said this on the live portion. You wanted to give the ring back and date. And that and that and that I was devastated. And she's basically saying, no, I didn't say that. And it doesn't give you the right to go cheat on me anyway. So it just became a giant mess and a giant. Why can't they get on the same ball or get get in line and get their stories right? Because it just was so confusing at times. Oh, absolutely. I've had some people like what was even going on there? And like I again, going back to like even if he never kissed somebody or if he didn't tell her, I don't think that they would have lasted. I mean, I love the season. I love Gabby. I think she like, look at her situation with Eric, right? Like I've been in that, the, in her shoes or his Eric's shoes as well. Like I was like dating and <clears throat> keeping my options open before I left filming. And luckily nothing ever came to light and it's not like what it is now. But I mean, I talked a little bit about it in my book, but, um, nowadays everybody you know everybody's coming out with stuff so at least you know he had already told her about it (laughs) uh but like I just I think that going my point is is I think Gabby made the right choice in saying like you know what she could have chose to you know dump him over that and she's gonna try to make it work and I kind of wish in my opinion Rachel would have done the same thing she seemed like a woman scorned and I think she was super gassed up by production and by Gabby and very reactive when she could have just maybe listened a little bit more um, unless like, you know, you just go through this whole thing. Like why just throw it all away? I mean, I could have done that and I was glad that I gave us a year to try it out. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, there is a point where you're just like, as, as we kind of both said earlier, we don't think they would have made it in the long run. And maybe that's why she didn't give it. 
an effort, Mm -hmm. you know, going forward because she didn't think it was ever going to be. Regardless of the cheating, it just seemed like they just had a major disconnect once they got off the show. And you can speak to that. You're on the show. You're in a bubble. Oh, yeah. You know, you're no phones, no friends, no family outside of, you know, your hometown date and stuff like that. But you get off the show and you're like, okay, do I really even know anything about this person? Like when you got off the show and you and Ben are an engaged couple after coming off the mountain in Switzerland where you were freezing your ass off and they took your gloves <laughs> or they allowed you to have gloves, right? Or no? <laughs> they put those villain gloves on you. It would look like Corella DeVille. It was horrible. That's right. Like, you're going to have to whip your glove off because he's going to get the ring. If he gets the ring out, I was like, wait, what? This is too much to think about. <laughs> <laughs> so you come back from Switzerland. Did you feel that while you were engaged because you had a ring on your finger and you were proposed to and you said yes, what was your mindset? Were you like, yes, I'm totally, I, I totally know everything about this guy and we are going to like, what was, what was your insight when you got off the show? How did you feel? I felt very comfortable with him and I was excited about him. I was excited to be engaged. Like in my mind, it was like, yeah, like, okay, we'll move in together and we'll start planning a wedding. Like I was somewhat naive. I was 28 then at the time. Um, I mean, I did see some things that I was like a little bit like, Oh, okay. Like I think when the cameras aren't rolling, you do see sides of people that are, and I'm not saying it's bad, but like people are just a little bit more themselves, a little bit more relaxed and, so I think that that's what the happy couples are great for, you know, to see a little bit more of that person. And in all honesty, I've been thinking about it like I kind of lost myself because I was a villain and I lost my voice. And the whole thing is like, you, you know, when the lead, the lead is like put on a pedestal and then they pick you. And then for me being the villain, I kind of felt like I I was just like constantly trying to prove myself. So my situation was a little bit different. I could see how maybe Tino felt that way too. In a Towards sense. the end, um, because he was liked yes. all season. It wasn't until the last couple episodes where it took a turn for Tino. Hell, it only actually, it only took a turn once the spoiler got out, which was what last week is when I put it out that, Hey, they're broken up. And so, yeah. In, and then as obviously put it this way, if I didn't put the spoiler out, just watching Rachel watch their engagement, you could tell that something was wrong because she couldn't break a smile. And obviously, if you're ever a lead and watching back your engagement, you would be happy if things were great. She's looked miserable for the last two live shows. Yeah. And clearly she's like a woman scorned, which I can appreciate, too. Like, you know, that's her truth. But I just think it could have been handled better. And I just, oh. But, I mean, I definitely think when you're the person that's chosen you kind of feel almost secondary to the lead right like they're you're kind of thrust into this they've already been through it and you're kind of just kind of going along for the ride you know yeah no it's it's a situation that it's it's not normal the whole we all we all know this the show is not a normal way to date somebody because not only are you dating them they are also dating numerous other people and those people are women that you've maybe or maybe not have gotten close to in the house. Like your friend is now making out with the guy that you just made out with the day before or went on a sweet one-on-one with the day before. And it's just not normal. Nothing about this process is normal at all. This isn't anything similar to what the real dating world is like, period. It's not. And 
sometimes the show tries to pitch it like it is. Like, hey, we just put women in a house and turn on the cameras and whatever happens, happens. It's like, come on. Let's, we're not dumb. It's not the way, you know, things work. You egg on fights. You, you enjoy it when the women attack each other and when the women talk shit about each other. It's just like that's the issue that I like to bring to light about this show that maybe the average fan doesn't quite understand. You know, I feel like people are I feel like it's a different time, though. I feel like people are seeing it because I hear people asking me stuff all the time. And I just I mean, like going look at the after the final rose when they brought even out. Like, I don't know if it's too soon to talk about that. But that that was to me one of the worst like moments I've ever seen on the show. It was hard to watch. Um, Yeah. Like Tina was apparently they're painting him as a bad guy. But like that was just like it was it was so almost I don't know. It was know. it was like, unnecessary. Did they didn't need to do yes. it. Yes. They really just just jabbed it, you know, drove it home with that moment and like I just they didn't do him any favors at all. It was just it was almost hard to watch. So I just felt for him in that moment and whether or not that's a real situation with Avon or not, I think they just wanted to put a bow on her season because you know gabby's here doing dancing with the stars she's engaged she's happy she's working her way through it and i think that they needed that's what the fans want they want to put a bow you know they want that happy ending i mean what i think is what they could have done is basically i had no if you want to bring avon out and you know bring him out and be like oh i want to date rachel or you know hey rachel you want to go get a drink that's fine it was the whole idea of doing it while Tino was still on stage. They went for a TV moment over caring about how they were going to make Tino feel. And, you know, look, yes, he cheated and she dumped him. She had every right to dump him. If that's how she feels because he broke her trust, she has every right to feel that way. But I'm saying what they did on the stage was just a pylon. It didn't need to be done. It was unnecessary. They could have just said, okay, Rachel, Tino, sorry it didn't work out. On to the next segment. And then they say, oh, by the way, Rachel, we have someone else here that wants to say something to you. And then brought Avon out. But they did it purposely with Tino on stage because they wanted to embarrass him. And that's the point that it was just like, it didn't need to be done that way. It was very clearly that it was very intentional, even though Jesse Palmer was like, wow, this is weird. Like, he did a pretty good acting job on that. Although I don't know if he has a Screen Actors Guild card. <laughs> but like... You know, he played it off as well as he could, like, oh, I don't even know what's happening. But it's a, it's the sort of thing, like I said, when you walk out onto a stage and nobody cheers for you and then that happens, like, that is definitely something that could scar a person. Like, everybody's cheering. Like, they, they – it was classless. They should have they should have been, like – they should have timed it better. I mean, but it, like you said, it was intentional. And I just – she had her moment and it was rubbed in his face and – it just felt bad for, I felt bad for Tino. Like that is like really, he owned up to his things. He apologized and they really just kind of, you know, did him in, but you never know. I mean, they might bring him back in a couple of years and make him the bachelor. I would love to see that. I'd love to see, you know, maybe there is that like, okay, we're going to bring him back and give him his redemption story. Let's hope. Well, I mean, it seems like they could, but if I'm Tino, do I even want to do business with these people anymore after what they did to me? I don't think me? so. Yeah. I mean, Tino seems like a class act. He handled it like he's diplomatic. He, like, you could tell he was uncomfortable. Like, should I go? Should I stay? Like, you know, if I if it was me, I would have just walked off. But 
he didn't and he shook Jesse Palmer's hand and then he left but they just they didn't do him any favors and it's just unfortunate because you know I felt like he was a really fun one to watch I I'd be shocked if Tino came back just just because after everything that he just went through and his parents too like I wish I wish somebody was in the audience for him like his parents but obviously you know they've been on Facebook and doing their things and <laughs> you know who knows what the, the di- dynamic is there and in that moment I was just thinking god his parents are saying like I told you so you know yeah they probably were and I think it's just you know I, like I said it's, it, it's unfortunate the whole thing sucks you don't want to see something like that but yet we're all glued to our television sets and talking about it the next day because but for, it makes you feel icky. It yeah, it does. You, even though she gets this, okay, so you're going to go have coffee with Avon, you don't feel great about it because you just shat all over Tino, who's just been put through the ringer. And in my opinion, like, I have to say, as, you know, watching, Rachel was, like, insecure and up and down, and she wasn't as confident as Gabby was throughout the whole season. I know they both had their moments, but it just seemed like Rachel, to me, honestly had great expectations and, like, you know, she has like a, a, you know, I just great expectations is the best way to put it. And she needed to get engaged. It's like, oh, so now you're going to take back the guy that didn't, wasn't ready to get engaged. Like, it's what do you want? Yeah. I like it. What's I mean, important to you? The Avon stuff is, it's comical. It's BS. He wasn't there for anything other than he was doing the production team a favor. Um, I guarantee they probably don't even go get coffee together. This was just well, wait done. Wait till some girl comes out and is like, "Oh, I <laughs> kissed him," you know. Then it's like, "Oh, like you know, like you well, know that could happen." They might look not need Adam to, Levine. They might not need to look any further than uh, last weekend, where all of uh, Rachel and Gabby's guys were hanging in Nashville together to get to get that story. But hey, that's another uh, story for another day. Um, yeah, save it for later. Um, but yeah, no, the Adam Levine stuff, exactly, perfect example. Like you have to be so careful nowadays because. You know, I mean, not to not to go off on a tangent on Adam Levine here, but I have but talked like, about it. Honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot. It's just like, oh, my God, like, what are you doing? Like, there's all these women. You're DMing people from your official page. Like, <laughs> what? Like, what? I, it's just and like the Bachelor people, the guys even know it, you know, like even Tino trying to get ahead of it. Like he was, in my opinion, probably doing the right thing. Like, hey, I'm trying to get ahead of this. You know, he doesn't know the media. That's the other thing. You come off the show. You you don't you've never been in the public eye and there's nobody helping you through it. So it's like kind of how you play it. Like cuz the show's like going to play on whatever you do, right? Oh, for <laughs> so sure. You have to be smart about it. Yeah. I I don't <laughs> I couldn't believe they put the tw- the text actual text messages up from Eric's ex-girlfriend. Like they didn't address blackface. They no. just they put but they literally put the text up from this girl that he dated for two months before the show. And it's just, it's a different, uh, the show's taken a turn. That's for sure. I mean, in, in my, back in my day, thank God there weren't screenshots and it wasn't what it is now because I was dating up until I left for the show. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, but you got, you got to a point where you're just like, I mean, none of your guys came out. Not that I remember. I don't think anyone ever came to me and, but yeah, that was you know it was also what twenty, you filmed in what twenty ten and it aired in eleven or you filmed in eleven and it aired in twelve. I don't remember. 
I think it was 11 and then 12. Exactly. Yeah. I was 28, 27. No, I was 28 at the time and now I'm 39. Oh, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's fun to be far, far removed. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I had exes come out and sell stories on me and that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I had people reach out to me that were getting contacted that were like, I would never sell you out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I had gone on a couple of dates with the guy and then I just left for filming. I didn't tell him. And then I saw him months later at a casting and I, I literally had my engagement ring on and he's like, where have you been? And I'm like, I flipped my ring around. I was like, Oh, Hey, I just wanted to tell you, like I went on the bachelor. Like, <laughs> wait, as someone who got engaged on this show, I thought you didn't get your ring until you show up for after the final rose or you saw him after you, I saw him when I was engaged. I was like still going on castings and commercial castings in LA and I was with Ben and, um, he, he was a kind of a hippie dude. Like he just, he was, an, he's actually a pretty big actor now, but, um, he was a male model and we went out a few times and, I was, it wasn't like to the point I didn't need to tell him what I was doing, you know? So I went and did the show and then I saw him a few months later. Oh, well, it must've been many months later. And, um, he's like, where have you been? I haven't heard from you in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he had texted me while I was away or not, but, and then I was like, Oh, I went on the bachelor. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I did. And then then I was like, I'm engaged. He's like, really? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it happens. (laughs) Like I, I, it was, you know, 2011, we were in the beginning stages of Twitter. Instagram wasn't big yeah. at all. And yeah. it just wasn't a thing where once the cast comes out for the show, everybody and their mothers has to do a deep dive on their history and find out as much dirt as they can. And I remember stuff getting out in the tabloids about you. Obviously, your relationship, your previous relationship with Jesse Metcalf became a thing because you had walked the red carpet with him. So there were pictures of you with him on the red carpet at one point, but it wasn't anything that was years before. So nobody was like, Oh, she and left Jesse Metcalf to do the show. the show. I texted them before they took my phone away. I mean, I had, you know, we had revisited things and I was like, Hey, I'm going, I called him. I'm like, I'm going to do the show. And he's like, please don't do it. He's like, Oh God, they're going to pick the guy's going to pick you. And he's like, can I come over and, and we can talk about this? And I said, no, <laughs> I'm doing the show. Like, uh, I mean, I definitely, I was single. I was very single and I was ready for something serious and I was tired of his antics and, um, yeah, but like it just, there were other, you know, like I just was single and dating and <laughs> I'm thankful that it, it could have probably been a lot worse, which I couldn't have handled because it was already pretty bad with like just the rumors and other stuff. And I really wanted to try to make it work with Ben, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there were cheating photos of him and. It just was a, it was just a mess. Oh, for sure. I think you were in a situation that, like I said, it kind of in the beginning of this whole thing, I was just like, it was, it was similar, uh, what you went through and just having to be this pariah up on stage on a live show, even though yours was taped, just in being in front of an audience where nobody likes you, like you said, nobody clapped for you when you came out. Um, it's so somber. It's very depressing. And it's definitely something that sticks with you for a very, very long time. Watching his episode last night, I was like, I know how low he feels right now. And he put on a face and I thought he handled it like very well and as well as he could. I mean, but he was clearly crying at the happy couples and I, I just didn't think it was fake. I mean, I just, it was just bad. And I mean, we'll see what goes. I could see Rachel just kind of fading to black, although she's moving to L.A. Um, I'm happy for I am happy for Gabby. I think that that she really carried this whole season 
she's got high likability, whether you love her or hate her, but I, I thought she was great and I hope it works out for her and Eric. <laughs> yeah. I don't have too much hope there. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I not, and not just yeah. because of the show aspect of it. I just think, um, I, I mean, I kind of alluded to this in my column today, but my bottom line with those two is I just, and I, I know Gabby seems very well grounded and down to earth, but her star is on the rise. Like she is going to be. She'd be like the next Caitlin Bristow. Yeah. If she wanted to be. She's a media darling. She's going to be on Dance with the Stars for the next two months. And here is Eric, a guy who was involved with a woman. And I have spoken to that woman on numerous occasions, even spoken to her last night after the show. And, you know, what'd you think? And she's like, you know, I'm glad he admitted it, but he still downplayed what he had with me. And it sucks that he's still downplaying it and claiming that oh, I just didn't know how to get out of the relationship, so I let her on. She's like, Steve, I have the receipts, but I'm just kind of going to let it go now. And, um, you know, I'll give a, you know, give an opinion here and there, but I'm not going to sit here and do a an expose. I already, I already gave what I wanted to give. And the bottom line to her was he seems to just tell women what they want to hear. And, you know, that was my issue with what I saw on stage last night. He admitted on a nationally televised live audience I led a woman on literally right before he left for the show. So why are we supposed to believe he's right. not, he's not leading Gabby on like I, he literally said in his text, this isn't real. I'm going on for basically for my career, my brand. I just want to do something different with my life. Yeah, that was actually, I was like, and he got let go of his job. There was some, I read your article and yeah. that it's like Oprah always says, like if somebody, you know, shows you themselves, believe them the believe first them. time. And that's what, she, uh-huh. and that's what her take is right now is like, look, Gabby will see, the real Eric. It's just going to take time for the next two months. She's going to be way too preoccupied with dance with the stars. She's not going to break up with him while she's on that show because it's just, that would be way too much on her plate and she doesn't need that. But yeah, I just think Eric, I just think it's, it's being way too easily dismissed that he literally admitted. I led a woman on right before he went on the show, but okay. So why wouldn't we question if you're leading Gabby on when she's insanely more popular than you and frankly, you know, his dad died two months ago. I get it. That is awful that he's had to deal with that. Um, but now he's now he's allowed to have a public relationship with Gabby. And I just think that she's going to at some point in the next probably, you know, after Dance with the Stars is over, she's going to look around and she's going to be like, this is the guy that I'm with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think it's just not it's not going to end up working out. I just I think she's I just think she's she's way out of his league. And I think that she's, she's going to realize that. Power. Yeah, yeah. She's got major star power. And frankly, I think in this situation, unless in, in this particular situation, I'm not talking about any relationship, but this particular situation on this show coming out of it, you kind of both need to have star power or you both need to fade into oblivion and move somewhere else outside of LA. These two are going to be in LA and she is the ultimate it girl and a lot of media is going to want her whether it's hosting stuff or red carpet stuff i could totally see her doing that and eric is just he's he's there and i i don't know i just don't see it um but look at like uh rachel and her guy i mean i feel like she went off and did all that and like she's married to rachel who? her guy Lindsay. yeah yeah i mean what is you know like maybe he's 
similar to that. And he's just like kind of the guy, like her biggest champion and <laughs> well, he, I mean, playing he, devil's advocate here. He I mean, is, he is a doc. He is a chiropractor and he were, and he works in LA and they, you know, he moved to LA. They didn't, they split up, not split up, not broke up, but they had the long distance relationship going for a while. He moves his practice to LA. He's got a podcast that's in the bachelor nation. Like he's involved, you know, him and Mike Johnson have their podcast. And I, I think Brian is way more like, dialed in and popular than Eric is. That's the way I see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't have any like drama, you know, like he's just been like they gave him he got a good edit and he's just been a good guy all through through and through. Yeah. I can see that. No, I, I completely agree. And um I don't know if Gabby's an LA girl or not, but she's probably gonna have to be. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm trying to look at this situation and just be like and it, and it's not like I'm rooting for Gabby and Eric to break up. But as a commentator about this show and giving my opinion about what I see, my opinion is I just don't see it long term with these two. I respect that. And having been through it, it's just it's just so hard, especially when you have negativity and that stuff does loom over you. It really does. I think that that's the thing. You just lose trust, you know, and that's you know, you can move on past it. And I think she's got a good outlook on it. And like she even said, they were like. So, you know, do you forgive him? She's like, I guess. Like, well, I mean, there you go. Like, <laughs> it, it, you know. it almost and, and, you know, that's just Gabby's like personality. She didn't it, that wasn't like the most definitive answer, but it was her just being typical funny. Gabby, just kind of being mm-hmm. goofy and funny and not ever, you know, being too serious, which is fine. That's her personality. If you haven't ga- if you haven't picked up on Gabby's personality right now, then I guess you never will, because she's. She literally tries to make a joke about everything. On Dancing with the Stars Monday night, when she went backstage to get her scores, she's rib- <laughs> she's ribbing Alfonso Ribeiro for, you know, the type of questions he's asking her. And Val's, you know, Val's wiping down her armpit. Like, they're just, I know, she's her a jokester. Jesse Palmer, like, are you kicking me out? Like, and yeah. she's good TV. I mean, like, yeah. like I said, she could have just been the only bachelorette, but, like, I felt like she was constantly having to, she really was, like, carrying the show, but, like, really had to pump up Rachel the whole time. And like I said, like, I just seemed like she was lacking a little bit of confidence and I'm sure it's the process, but for me, that's kind of hard to see, you know, and I just think that that would be hard to be in a relationship with, honestly, you know, it just seemed like there needed to be a lot of reassurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that can get exhausting. Yeah, no, it can be. (laughs) And And I think Tino seemed beat down. Like, I don't even know what to say. I have my notes here. I'm not going (laughs) to panic. Like, you know, it's like, well, how long they probably had had so many just really bad conversations leading up to that moment. And then, you know, they, he still kind of got thrown under the bus. And we still don't really know what, I mean, she alluded to it on the live show. We talked, you, you mentioned it we briefly what earlier. Happened. <laughs> what, yeah. What exactly led to it? And also her saying like, you know, do you want to go there? I don't know what, you know, she didn't elaborate on that, and it's probably because it's personal, but I don't even know what that was. So that's Let's another honest, issue in their it's relationship. It's only a matter of time before they go there. It's never good to hold something like that over somebody like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then you're in this public relationship, and now he's probably like, oh, gosh, is she going to go? Like, at some point, she'll come on a podcast and things, you know, look at Nate. You know, he just came yeah. out and was like, this is what really happened, and it's just just a matter of time before I think the fans get those details, and I hope that. I hope Tino shares his side too. I think, I think I that think, there's a side for both. I think he is. I think he, um, if, if, if I heard correctly, he's going on Nick's podcast. And oh. so he's going to end up going on Nick's and, and probably, you know, sharing whatever he feels like sharing. But 
here's the thing for Tino and not like, not like he's going to listen to my advice, but if, you know, he was sitting up there even, even at the happy couple conversation and on the live show, apologizing, saying like, Hey, I, you know, I, I let you down. I shouldn't have done that. If he goes now on podcasts and starts ripping her, then everything he said at the happy couple weekend and the live show basically becomes a moot point because it seems like that would be now his, that's how he, what he was saying now would be how he really felt. And almost seems like he was putting on an act. So I hope when Tino goes on these podcasts, while he has every right to throw Rachel under the bus, he wasn't throwing her under the bus in the happy couple conversation and on the live show, he was trying to apologize. So if he's just like, oh, well, you know what? This happened and this happened and this happened, then it's going to be like, okay, but wait, you didn't, that's not what you were trying to portray at the happy couple conversation or live show. So I just hope he doesn't go scorched earth on her because then we know that that's how he really feels. And what we saw on TV last night was bullshit. So I look at it. I just, oh my gosh, what a mess. I just, well, it's just so hard when you're filming too, you know, now is his time to shine and like share his truth. And like you said, but like he can share it without going scorched earth on her though. Oh, I don't think you will. I don't, I don't think she deserves that. I mean, she was the lead. And like I said, there is this like kind of dichotomy where it's like, you kind of, kind of fall in line with them. Like it's them and you're just kind of brought into this world because of them and they chose you. And there is a slight thing where they're a little bit on a pedestal. Yeah, no, they are. And I think that, um, that's something that, that's something that Eric has to navigate as well. Like, I, I think I took, you know, going back to the Eric and Gabby thing, I think I took it more along the lines of even when Gabby gave that kind of goofy answer of, well, you know, forgive him, well, I, I guess, you know, and and just kind of laughing. I think it's more of a wait and see approach with Gabby. I, th- I think mm-hmm. I took that as, you know what, let me get through Dancing with the Stars because they haven't, you know, yesterday is literally the first day they could ever have a public relationship, but she's literally in rehearsals for eight hours, 10 hours a day like those people do on Dancing with the Stars. So their relationship really won't begin until she's off dancing with the stars, whether it's she wins or gets, she's getting to the finals. So it's going to be another couple months, but then when she has no dance with the stars practice during the day and they can literally either get a place together or just live in LA together and go out and do couple things and people can see them and take pictures and whatnot. That's when she's going to get a better understanding of that relationship because she just hasn't had a lot of time. We don't know how many happy couple weekends they've had, but while they are able to see each other, I guess every night now after practice, she's in the middle of a major, major television show where she's competing for a shit ton of money. So you know, how much is she really going to put into the relationship if they get in an argument or they get in a fight? Like, She's going to be like, I got to concentrate on this. Like, I got to get my steps down and Well, and, and he stuff lives like in L.A. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, I met with Dancing with the Stars. I still wish I could do it. If they ever do a season with all Bachelor people, oh, you know, I had the <laughs> meetings with them. They pay you 150000 That was just to show up you yeah. 10 years ago. So that yeah. might have changed just to show up. And then it's, there's the 30000 incentive each week you go on. Yep. Um, but he lives in LA. So, I mean, it's easy for him to just drive over to the studio and watch her and cheer her on. Like he's not out of his element at all, you know? Um, but you're right. I mean, you definitely raise a good point. Like she's just had, she hasn't even had time to come up for air. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, this started probably two weeks ago, the, um, and the happy couples, I, I don't know if that's changed, but when I was on, 
they gave us three and they said if you go if you travel somewhere then you have two because it's more money and it's more expense like for 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 us it was only you have three and you have to plan them like tell us where you want to go and we'll plan it um I don't know if that's changed but because <laughs> I, I remember being like let's go to Hawaii and he's like well we're not gonna be able to do anything there I mean you're just cooped up yeah, it's not like you could go to Hawaii and walk the beach holding hands. You have to stay exactly. Cooped if up. we went to Hawaii, though, then we would have had less happy couples because it would have been more of an expense, you know. And you had just about the amount of time that these two did because you ended filming right before Thanksgiving in November of 2011, and mm-hmm. your finale doesn't air till mid March. So you had a full four months, and we were they in January. And- it was like January second, I think, and then we finished. Uh, yeah, end of like beginning of November, and then. Your finale yeah. doesn't air until mid-March, so you oh, had yeah. to keep quiet yeah. from November until March, and you're saying they only allowed you three times? And then I remember when you came on one of the first times, and I, I think I had this had spoiled back one. in the day, you had your you had your sneaky one where Ben was in Arizona for his uh, college reunion, and you yeah. live in Arizona, and you guys snuck one in. Yeah, and yeah. he came to my house for Thanksgiving. My mom didn't cook the turkey. He had his, uh, yeah, his reunion. He had his high school. I think it was his high oh, school. Oh, high school. That high school. Yeah, and um, I think it was maybe tenure, but yeah, so we snuck one in, and then it's just like, I will say that period of time is a really weird time, and for us, it was even weirder because I was, it was starting to air, and I was the villain, you know? Yeah. No, I think it, that was one of the things that, because I remember even, you know, not not to go back to the Rachel and Tino disagreement, but I remember back with you and Ben, and remember I had Ben on my podcast, and I remember, and I can't remember if I had you on before I ever had him on. I I can't yes. remember what it was. I think I was on first, and then he came on a few years later or something. Okay, then that's what it was, and basically what it came down to was I remember this specific thing, and I, I could be miss, I, I could be wrong here, so correct me if I am, but I remember in the very first podcast that we did, you had told me at some point. You know, in the one year that we were together, Ben never came to my place. I always had to go to San Francisco. I always had to go up and see him. And I remember having Ben on, and he's just like, that's not true. And it's like, okay, well, one is, somebody's lying here. because <laughs> He came to my place once. Once. Yeah, you said yes, once. And once. he's just like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, well, she said you did. So I, you might want to – well, you weren't speaking at the time. We can't go – no. Our thing was we couldn't go two weeks without seeing each other. And the, the one time we did was like right before we broke up. And – it's just hard doing long distance. And he wasn't like, move in with me, move in with me. Like, you know, it wasn't like a clear, like, it just seemed like he was kind of dragging his feet on that. But no, he came to LA once and we had like, um, I think like a paid like appearance type of a thing. Oh, And yeah, so he did come once um, to my house and he stayed with me that weekend and we painted. I remember that was the one time he came. Yeah. <laughs> one time. But like I was flying up there every two weeks and paying to fly up there and SFO and it just was, it was just exhausting and the flights were always canceled and, (laughs) you know, and then I would spend like a week up there. I think once I spent two weeks up there and then I'd have to come back and like, that's the thing with modeling. Like I had to be there for castings, like me saying like I was going on castings, like you have to be there for the callback. Like, so I was living this like double life. And that's and something I was trying to do castings in San Francisco because gaps up there. And and then here he is like saying like, Oh, you're, you know, I thought I, you know, got engaged with this successful model. Like when I say I needed a support, like I just, I was like struggling with my, like my career that I worked at, like basically 
you know, dissipating into thin air. <laughs> well, yeah, you were telling, you you had told me in the past that you were, because of the edit that you got on the show and because how you were portrayed on the show, you were losing modeling gigs because of it, right? Yeah, I worked for Target regularly and they're like, I was like, they were like, we're just going to give it some time and see if this blows over. Like, I mean, I, I worked for Steinmart, like some cat, like bread and butter catalog clients and like when we had that conversation of like him, the miscommunication where I didn't think we broke up and him I said I'm flying to New York I was working for Steinmark and it's a sort it was exhausting I would fly there the night before I'd you know the time change I'd wake up I'd shoot at like 6 a.m and then I'd go straight to JFK and fly home and I said to him like I know we're having troubles like but please this is like really exhausting work for me like don't like can you just can we put a pin in it? And then what happens? I get to my hotel in New York and he brings it up. And that was when we had that conversation of like, I don't think it's, you know, I think we need to give it some time. And I was like, I had to go to work. I was so tired. And then I flew home and I was having anxiety on the plane. And the lady next to me on the flight was reading an Us Weekly with me on the cover. <laughs> that's <laughs> got to be a bottle of wine. That's got to be so it. meta and so bizarre to have somebody... Oh. Did she wait? Did she realize the person that she was reading the Us Weekly about was sitting next to her, or yes. she didn't even? Okay, she did. And I was like, he had just had this conversation with me the night before, and I had worked all day, and I was like crying, and I was like tearing. I just was like, like I said, I was having an anxiety attack. Like, oh my god, what's going on? And then she bought me a bottle of wine, and I just told her. I literally told her everything. Like, he picked me, and I think I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so um, I had to pause it there real quick because. As some of you probably heard in the last 15, 20 seconds, uh, Luca, my dog, was barking because, of course, I had to order new food just because we're out of the, the her dog food and I have to order it. It's specially ordered because she has some joint issues, so she needs uh, some healthy food for her joints, and uh, it got delivered in the last 20 seconds, and she knows it's sitting outside of the door, and she heard it, and, of course, it's the timing when I'm recording a podcast. They did deliver it, so... Um, so yeah, so where were we? You were talking about the woman on the plane, and oh yeah, sorry. So I was talking about like my career and just navigating life post show and long distance, which is brutal. And then yeah, going to New York and working. And when we had that conversation of, you know, that was a miscommunication when I think he thought we broke up. I didn't. I didn't take it as that. Um, I had to work, and then flying back the next day. I worked all day, and then I was flying back to LA the next day, and I had anxiety on the plane. And I, I actually upgraded myself to first class. And the lady sitting next to me was reading an Us Weekly with me on the cover. And she's like, are you? And she like held up the magazine because I'm ear pause. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And she's like, let me buy you some wine. She got me a bottle of wine and we drank it. And I told her everything like, oh, and he picked me and I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so you told a stranger on the plane? I wonder yes. I just was like, I just commiserated with her and she's like, oh no, like, oh no, he didn't. And yeah. And she never, never came out, but I just, I just told her everything. Have you by any chance ever kept in touch with that woman since? Like, did you exchange no. anything? Oh, okay. So it was just a I've one, never one time thing. Anything. I did once get a message from the lady that uh, when I did the women tell all and they booed me, the audience, I walked out, there was one lady I'll never forget if she's listening to this, but she put her heart sign up with her hands <laughs> and cause the, the, the audience, the whole audience was silent and she had reached out like I was that person. And I was like, Oh, that meant the world to me. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you've been through the ringer when it comes to this show, there's no doubt about it. And you know, PTSD, if, man, I mean, and I, I can like, imagine anxiety is real afterwards. You know, you just you just go out into the world and you're like, what is everyone thinking of me? But when you walk out on that stage and mind you, our season wasn't live. 
So they yeah. edited my after the final rose. They af- they edited the women tell all. But that is a really weird feeling. It's just a weird situation to be in where you walk in and the producers have, you know, made signs for people. They've already recorded the face, you know, the face play that they do. And yeah. you walk up there and you're just basically a one man army. Well, you, like I said, have been through the ringer, but that was so long ago. We're 10 years <laughs> removed from your season and now you are married You've got two healthy kids. Like we said, uh, Paloma was November of last year, so she's uh, 10 months? Nine yeah, months? 10 months. 10 months, and uh, Joaquin is, what, two or three by this point? Uh, yeah, he's two. Mm-hmm. He's two. Um, so just fill people in that uh, have missed the podcast in the past or don't remember what you've been up to. Just fill people in on, well, outside of having mommy brain, um, fill people in on <laughs> what what mommy life has been like was um, – has has Paloma been easier or harder than Joaquin? Who's who's easier or harder, boy or girl, for you at least? Um, honestly, Paloma, I think that the second you're just so much more relaxed. But her disposition, she's just so she's a little sassy, but she's so sweet and she just does her own thing. She's so easy. Um, Joaquin's in terrible twos, which I think is actually really fun. <laughs> He's like testing us, but we're we're really happy. You know, we're just debating right now. We're deciding if we're going to have another, if we're going to go for a third. <laughs> So that's top of mind because, you know, I'm turning 40 next summer and I just feel like so happy. I have a boy and a girl and, you know, weather's getting nice in Arizona. I'm doing real estate full time. And, um, yeah, I've got a project I'm working on that I can't really share just yet, but I'm really excited about it. So stay tuned. That will be in November, December. Yeah. Just staying creative and, and, uh, yeah, it's just a good little vibe going on right now. Uh, Paloma's just... I just love having a daughter and dressing her up. If you follow me on social media, you probably can see that. I yeah. got her ears pierced when she was three months. Um, <laughs> that was I took her to Claire's with them all. Oof, that was terrifying. <laughs> was she? Was that a full just full on scream session for Honestly, her? It was like if her getting a shot. It was like less than a minute, but the lady screwed up and she had to take one out she like completely was off center oh. and i was like in that moment she's sitting on my lap i was like this is a bad idea this is horrible <laughs> and i know some people feel like you shouldn't pierce that early but if you do it later they move to around too much but no it's a it's a lot of fun steve and i hope you have kids someday because it's just brought so much meaning to my life and i'm thankful for my husband because he's super hands-on and it's a lot of work man no, I can imagine. And like, you know, we talk, <laughs> we, we talk about all this stuff, about everything that happened with you and everything you went through with Ben, but only, you know, we talk about it because, you know, you lived it and you can actually give perspective to people who like Tino, who have been through it just recently. And you, you offer a, a very important perspective because of what you went through. And yes, you are a different person now. This is not your life at all anymore. You watch the show, you follow it. I know you're you know, a big podcast listener as well to the sh- to the podcast in the oh, in the I franchise love the roundups. I listen to them. <laughs> I look forward to them. Well, my kids are watching Cocomelon. I'm listening to podcasts because my brain would literally turn to mush if I watched Cocomelon all day. So <laughs> how about um, have either one of them? Did they ever have a baby shark phase or no? Oh, yes. Oh, they did. is still doing baby shark. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Baby shark. Oh yes. Baby shark. And now he knows his ABCs and 
Now he switched to Cocomelon. He was a big Sesame Street guy, and now Paloma is. Mm. Um, but it's so interesting what they're like. She's totally different. Like she doesn't care about TV. She just wants to be playing with her toys. Very self-entertaining. But he, Nana got him a tablet for Christmas, and oof, we have to you know limit it because he just turns into a monster. <laughs> yeah. Take it away. Yeah. No. I mean, that seems to be. It's just a way that you know when I grew up and when you grew, grew up. Tab, putting your putting your kid in front of a tablet and keeping him quiet for two or three hours, which you which you have the ability to do now because kids are enamored with the tablet. It's a blessing. It wasn't and that a way curse. for us? Yeah, blessing and a curse, exactly. Oh yeah, so we try to limit it and we hide it, and it's just amazing how they like they see my phone. Even Paloma, she grabs my phone, and her for some reason I don't know if she looks like my husband and I. She can unlock our screen our screens. Um, <laughs> His phone and my phone, just by holding it up. It's oh, crazy. wow. Yeah, that yeah, is crazy. a baby. Yeah, I didn't know that she could do that. I thought it was just... I know. Well, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of um, uh, upsetting and unsettling for the the Apple security people when they say, hey, only your face can unlock the phone, and now you've got a nine-month-old that can unlock your phone just by looking at it. Um, yes, she's unlocking the phone. I'm like, weird. Okay, but it's so fun. And I, I are you going to have kids? You want kids? I know you have a niece or a nephew, right? Yeah, yeah. My nephew, my nephew is a sophomore in high school. My niece just started college um, last um, last month in August. Um, I feel like when I first did your podcast, they were like little. Oh this yeah, is wild. I know. My mind's blown. Yeah, because I started my podcast in December of 2015. So you came on in 2016. That was six years ago. So my niece would have been literally seventh or eighth grade, and my nephew would have oh. been fourth. You know, it's just like oh, they were little and yeah. now sophomore in high school and a freshman in college. And um, yeah, I mean, I get I mean, here's the thing with me and kids is, first off, I always thought I'd be the first of my friends to be married and have kids. And now I'm the last. So there's that. That's how I was. I felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> and now um, to have kids, I have to have a partner that has them because I can't have kids myself because I'm a male and um <laughs> Not not putting anything right. against men that have you know I guess there has been stories no, of men totally. have being pregnant but um and I I don't have that right now I don't have a girlfriend have I'm not yeah, right I'm not dating anybody but um I'm I'm at a point now where and I've said this and I think and to relate this back to a bachelorette story I think Katie Thurston said the same thing on her season which was you know if I meet somebody that I absolutely am enamored with and fall in love with and they tell me hey I want to be with you, but just know I don't want to have kids. She goes, I think she said, I'd be okay with that. And if somebody that I met that I absolutely wanted to be with said, I do want to have kids, I think I would be, uh, I, I would be fine with that as well. Like I'm, I think that's a very good outlook though. I, that's, you're very neutral about it. I'm neutral. And some people say, and some people think that neutral means, oh, you have to be all in to have kids. So you can't say, oh, you don't want them if somebody doesn't want them, but you do if somebody does like. To me, I don't. I don't know. I don't look at it that way. I can absolutely see myself having kids, and I can absolutely see myself not having kids because somebody doesn't want to, and and I'm fine either way. And I'm, and I wouldn't be against um, being with someone who already has kids. Like that's, I'm not against that either. So it, it's it, it's all dependent on what happens, and I never know what the future holds in regards to my dating life. But yeah, I mean, I'm totally for them. I would have them. Um, with people, I and feel I would. Like you'd be a really good dad. Well, thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I've I've always, I have looked forward to it. But as I've gotten older, 
at 47 years old. And granted, I can have the ability to produce kids until I'm a lot older, but I look at Mick Jagger. Come on. <laughs> I just got to a point where, you know, I'm just like, yeah. I get it where maybe there is a point where I don't, um, where I, where it just isn't in the cards for me. And I, and I've, if you were to say that to me in my thirties, I probably would have been like, no, you're crazy. But now that I'm 47 and I don't have them, there is a part of me that thinks, you know what? If I had a kid tomorrow, that means that, and clearly I'm not going to, but if I had a kid tomorrow, that means I'd be 65 when they graduated high school. And a part of that makes me feel weird. Um, yeah, I get that. And that's what I'm thinking about with a third. Like, okay, how old, and you know, carry the one, uh, like, how old am I going to be at their graduations? And you want to be there for them, but yeah, I'll be excited to see, you know, like, I think that's such a good space to be with it really. Yeah. And oh, the beauty thanks. of it is you can work from home. So if yes. you <laughs> that's you'll be able to help so yeah i'd have a kid and a barking dog when the food arrives that's what i have to deal with so yeah you'll have to go in your man cave like me i'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm sitting in my man cave that is so doing... awesome that you have a man cave i think that's awesome i love it i have, I have our, all the concerts we've gone to i have the posters on the wall i've started collecting them by the way they're not cheap oh my gosh <laughs> did does wait does your husband use that pl- or is that man cave just yours or well, there's a TV mutual. mounted on the wall, and we have a couch out here, and um, he'll use it. He does court calls, like, you know, during COVID, they would ha- he'd have to zoom in for court calls. They've just started going back uh, to in-person. But, yeah, no, he would come out here because it's quiet, and um, he could zoom in for court. But I do workouts out here in the morning, and our, oh. our laundry's out here. So, And now we have a kegerator, so, and, and we have an extra refrigerator, so he'll come out here and get some beers. You know, he's a big football guy. Yeah, so the kids, so the kids are never allowed in that place, in that area. Okay. They don't come out here. Like, what, at some point, we're going to come out here and just like do date nights. Oh, how about that? That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah. like, how how many years have you been married now? Uh, we're coming up on two years, actually. So I need a gift idea for a two-year anniversary. Um, oh. Yeah, two years, and yeah, it's just been really great. This is the longest relationship I've ever been in without any breaks in between. So, so how many happily year, married? How many years were you dating before the marriage? So we met in April 2019. So gosh, the years are—it's just like when you have kids, the time speeds up. <laughs> three and so about three and a half years you've been together. Yeah, and we bought a house and had two kids, and it's just been a lot of fun. But that's now you know why I have mom brain. Yeah, are you definitely? I mean, I you don't have to answer this if you want. You don't want, but are you definitely? Um, is Arizona going to be the where you guys lay your foundation? You guys don't plan on moving any, or have you talked about maybe settling somewhere you know, else? Or are you going to stay know, in Arizona? We thought about California. We we really like California. We mm. we definitely like, but he'd have to take the California bar. Um, I saw my uh, California real estate license, so I could I keep that active, so I can fall back into that. I think at some point we we might end up in California, mm. but right probably before the kids get really dialed in with school. Um, so we have some years before then uh, to decide. But if anything, we might end up in like Newport Beach. Well, you can't go wrong in Newport Beach. I mean, I grew up in Orange County, so yeah. Oh, I, 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 honestly, oh, then you know, I think more yeah. like Costa Mesa, yeah. um, you know, a little bit more inland, something more affordable. That's like our dream to end up there. And he's like, oh, I can take the bar and, you know, he can do what he does out there. He's, uh, you know, so we'll see. And we'll you, see where it goes. You've got Fashion Island and South Coast Plaza right there. That's oh, Fashion it, Island <laughs> could get you in some trouble. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, 15 minutes from Fashion Island, and um, and uh, 
and South Coast Plaza and that area. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know all about it. It's you know, obviously it's ridiculously expensive and that's. Oh. The biggest it thing, the traffic, like we're yeah. like, God, I'm like, babe, he doesn't do well with traffic and oh boy. rage a little bit. Like, I'm like, if you're going to be a prosecutor out there, like we just need to make sure that we're living close to where you work. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like kind of far out, but I mean, that's a dream that we kind of hold tight and all, all of our families here, like his mom watches the kids one or two days a week for us. And my sister's right down the street and my dad's, you know, 72 and He's actually watching Paloma right now while I do this. So <laughs> it's just so nice to have the help, you know. I was going to say. that is it's a tall order. <laughs> that's That would be probably the biggest um, detriment to moving is getting away from family who helps you guys out a lot. If you go to California, you would basically be, you know, looking into nannies and babysitters, right? I mean, it'd be more like I think we would do it more so when they're like going to school. Oh, going to school. Okay. Before they form friendships, and you know, you don't want to like get them like in school and then take them away. But although we have a pretty good thing, I love our house here, and I, I we really have some great friends here and a great sense of community, uh, and it's so fun. Like we travel for concerts and we do our little twenty four hour parent date trips. So, um, yeah, it's it's a good balance right now. That's great. I mean, I'm so glad to hear everything has worked out for you. I've always told you that. And I, you know, I. Oh, thanks, Steve. I love coming on your podcast. And I, I just, I'm a big fan. And I really, I'm, I'm glad we could hash this out. Hopefully it was, I stayed on point for you. I know it's easy to, you know, yard sale a little bit. But oh, yeah, don't worry about it. No, it was. Maybe when I have, I have some news to share with you soon. So maybe I'll come back on. Yes, uh, for sure. I, I, I definitely, um, even if, even if you don't have to come back on for it, I will definitely, uh, promote it um i know what it is but uh, i know that you have to hold off on it which is fine um but yeah anytime you want to come on you're obviously invited like i said i think at the beginning of this podcast this is the third or fourth time you've been on and you know you've always been you've always been good to me and i always appreciate you coming on so courtney good luck uh with Thank everything you. and we will most certainly be in touch Awesome. We'll talk soon. Take good care. Go go feed your pup. Yes, it will do. <laughs> All, right. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you so much to Courtney for coming on. Literally one of my favorite guests. And while she was a little more protino that I have than I have been, um, I also there are certain things like I said uh, in my column yesterday and that I expressed during this podcast. Like, yeah, there are some things that Tino did that I didn't think was as big of a deal than Rachel did. The journal thing, stepping outside. I'm fine with that. You know, what's wrong with stepping outside and saying, I need a breather. My biggest issue with Tino was stepping outside was when he came back in, he didn't articulate himself any better than before he left. And I think he should have used his time outside to come back with, okay, this is what I want to get across. And you can say, Oh no, Rachel interrupted. No, he was still babbling and still going in a hundred different directions when he came back inside. So that's what I disagree with, but I had no problem with him actually taking a breather because I felt like he was at a breaking point and the conversation, as you know, was going in circles and I felt like he was at a breaking point where he was going to say something that he regretted later. So he's like, yeah, you know what? I need to, I need to take, I need to take a break. I need to step outside and take a break. Now, if Tino would have stepped outside and took off and said, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm out of here. Then I thought that would have been a huge dick move. But he didn't do that. He went outside. Yes, it was twice, but he came back both times. I just don't think he articulated himself very well when he came back. That was my issue with that particular instance of him leaving twice. But yeah, 
I didn't think either of them came across great. I think they have a horrible arguing. They don't know how to argue. They were both trying to win an argument and save face and not try to solve their issues and or try to get some sort of resolution to what actually happened. They couldn't agree on anything. He literally wrote shit down that he claims she said, and she said, no, I didn't. So I don't know who's right. You don't know who's right. We weren't listening in on their conversations or their text messages or their FaceTimes. We have no idea. So that's why I didn't want to sit there and be like, oh, she won or no, Tino won. Nobody won in that situation. It was painful to watch. Very tough to watch. Sure, it was great TV, but it was painful to watch. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Courtney. I certainly did. Courtney is always welcome on, and like she kind of hinted to it at towards the end. She's got some news that she's going to share uh, coming up soon, and uh, when she does, I'll be sure to either retweet it or whatever, mention it on a daily roundup. Um, and the other thing, like I said, uh, I did say this in my uh, daily roundup, and I didn't. I forgot to mention it at the beginning of this podcast, but She's All Batch has a podcast out today with Chris Randone. You remember him? He um, got married to Crystal off of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, they got divorced. Um, he opens up about something very vulnerable for the first time that we ever knew about this. And She's All Batch has him on the podcast today. So props to Chris for opening up and being so vulnerable and for She's All Batch handling it the way that they did. So go check that out if you get a chance as well. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Another podcast in the books. Just rolling along here. Five podcasts a week, actually six. A daily one and then this one every Thursday. And next week we're back with number 306. So please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple Podcast. Much appreciated. And we will talk to you next week.